0: Podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Buried Pod, part of the Ten Twelve Podcast Network, and part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I'm Matt Workman, and I'm always joined. By that man over there, Joe Goodman. Joe, we have uh, a lot of news to talk about.
1: Yeah, we we almost recorded last night, and it would have been very fitting to have recorded yes. last night.
0: Yes, but we we avoided that instance. So yeah, so last time we talked, it was after after Thanksgiving, before Baylor played, <clears throat> and we both were under the assumption that Bailey would make a change at court, uh, head coach. Sorry. Um, that did not happen. Dave Aranda was retained. Um, what was your initial thoughts about that decision? Oh, man. I, uh... I Take you back to Sunday, you know, like... Because we've had a, a several days to kind of let it ruminate. Yeah. Like, what did you think at the time?
1: My... Okay, my initial knee-jerk... Like, we kind of... We were we were talking and yeah
0: we were both. He should be. There should be a
1: change. And yeah, I mean, we were both. We were both very much on train. Make a change. Yeah. And I think I think Sunday, you and I in the morning, we're talking about like it. Like they're. I think what I t- what I texted you is they're talking themselves into into keeping him. And um, sure enough, that's what happened. Is we ended up keeping Iranda. I wasn't happy at first and. I want to differentiate my like, like I like Dave Aranda and I don't ever want to root for somebody to lose their job. But we're also talking about somebody that's making millions of dollars per year to perform a job. And just like any other gig in the world, if you don't do a good job at your job, then then you don't get to do that job anymore, especially if it is a premium job somewhere right these are not dime a dozen jobs that you can just hire anybody to do these are yeah. highly sought after highly paid um highly skilled positions that we're talking about as a college mm-hmm. football head coach and yep. and you know as much as you like somebody that doesn't that your 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 willingness to be around someone and liking the way they talk and liking their personality and liking the way that they operate um, had not Trump the desire to see results in the performance of the job. And so that's, that's really where I was sitting disappointed where I think at one point I, I tweeted out that, um, you know, there's a, there's a limit that anybody can reach before that they're, before they're let go. Like there is a, there is a standard that is set that if you go below a certain standard, you just can't perform this job anymore. You have to be fired, and Baylor kind of communicated that their standard is not that high. It's pretty low. If if you think that what we have seen really since the Kansas State game in 2022 so for a year and a half of football if what you've seen at that point and and you say yeah we're going to we're going to we're going to keep going and go for that again then you're not really communicating that your standard is too high. Um that's that's how I felt in in the you know, in the immediate moments of it, it's Thursday night. Now we've had um, four or five days at this point to, to really soak in it for lack of a better word. um, And, and really think about it. And I, I'd say my, my reaction isn't as strong today as it was on Sunday. Um, I kind of a bit understand it. And because of some of the other news that came out today, I'm kind of, Allowing myself to be curious to what it'll look like next year.
0: Yeah, um, I guess for me Saturday night, whenever I was, I wasn't listening to Dave Aranda's post game press conference, but I was reading quotes, and I was like, I came to that conclusion: is like, well, he's talking like someone who's going to come back next year.
1: Yeah, he very much was. He I mean, very was the, no the, doubt. His like, and you and saying. I talked, you and I talked last week about how. There was no way that decision wasn't already made either way, whether or not he was going to stay or go. I don't know if he knew, you know, I was last week. I didn't know if he knew. I think he, I think he knew at that point, um, Saturday night. I I think he knew he wasn't going. Yeah, He probably knew
0: before. I I mean, Mac probably had that decision before they kicked off,
1: but I think Mac Rhodes knew. Yeah. And has known. And I, I noted in the ODB discord today, about a quarter of the way through the year, all the all the rumblings that we were hearing in you know September, October were that he was staying. Like he he wasn't really on the hot seat as much as the fans wanted him to be back then. Yeah. Right. Like barring, you know, we did hear like the caveats of like barring some, you know, oh crazy, he doesn't win a big 12 game thing. Um, you know, he's he's not going anywhere. And he ended up he ended up winning two big 12 games. And um, but yeah, it's kind of the same. Same thing that we heard at the beginning of the year ended up happening. It's just
0: lost to every, like,
1: I don't think, I don't think it was prepared for how bad it was going to legacy
0: look. Big 12 team. Didn't beat one of those. He bought, he, no, we did he, not. He beat two new Big 12 teams. So, I mean, it still counts, but barely. Um, yeah, I was ups- I I don't want to say upset. Because like I said, I wouldn't be mad. Someone didn't get fired, but I was disappointed. I guess is the right. I word.
1: was. I was. Yeah. I was as upset as I can get these days about something like that. I will say that even though I've calmed down a little bit and you know stopped with the whole thing didn't go my way, I'm going to be mad about it. I still do believe that at the end of the day, Mac Rhodes is going to be tied to this decision and. I think if Mac Rhodes had decided, you know what, we love you, Coach Aranda. We're going to go in a different direction, though. And he had gone out and hired another coach. Mac Rhodes immediately buys himself three or four years under that new head no. coach. Right. And, and yeah. I say buys himself. I mean, Mac, Mac has done a, like, let's not act like Mac hasn't been a great athletic director for us. Um, but at this point, because of the importance of college football in the athletic landscape and what it means for all of your other sports. And honestly, who you are as a university um, at this point in history, if, if Aranda doesn't work out next year, then I do legitimately think that you have to say like, sorry, Mac, you got to go. Like, it's one of those things where I think, I think at this point, Mac's job is tied to Aranda's because he made that decision.
0: Yeah. And like, Someone, I disagree. Someone in the ODB Discord said like they don't care about winning at football or whatever, or something like that.
1: No, I think they very much do. I think, but yeah, I think
0: they they wouldn't have the way they went after a realignment and adding teams. And by your mark's own account, like Mac Rose was one of the his main advisors on all that. So, like Linda
1: Livingstone wouldn't be on, like, yeah. she's the chairman of the board of commissioners for the NCAA, I believe is what yeah. her title is. Like, she's very involved with ha- with college athletics.
0: Yeah. So, they want to win football. They want to be good at football. They want to win more championships in football. They want to be the good 12th, at everything. They want to be make the 12 team playoff. Yeah. They want to go to Final Fours in both sports, men's and women's basketball. They want to go to the College World Series. That's all true. I believe that's without a doubt. Um, but you're right. This, I would have made a different decision if I was advising Mac Rhodes. I would have advised him to make a different decision. However, I don't know what he knows. And know, that's the that, that key. I don't know about yeah. the landscape, about different factors, about the financials of the whole thing. So, and you know, we've
1: we have heard over and over again this week from from the administration that there's going to be a different investment in NIL. You know, it's gonna. There's a different approach. We've even seen Aranda for the first time ever. He made a statement of he's very excited with how how much more involved they're getting in in an IL. I don't know how much that's true and how much he was told to say that. But that was, you know, I saw that quote from him today, and we saw that I think in the Mac Road statement after, um, you know, after they announced that they were retaining Aranda, um, that there was going to be a focus on both on and off field. Things that need to be fixed, yeah, and so that that seems to be what they're stating here is is there were core foundational issues with the football program that the administration and the school did not support well enough that hindered Dave Aranda's ability to be a good football coach and be successful. That's what yeah that's what the company line is at the moment is a the team was young so we kind of didn't expect them to be great this year anyway, and b we hung Aranda out to dry and didn't do the things that we needed to do for him. So it's partially our fault. We can't fire him for our failings. And that's that's kind of the statement there. So that's the other reason why I think Mac is really tied to this decision in that he's basically come out and said, like, hey, it's partly the athletic, uh, the athletic department's fault that Aranda's not being successful. So you can't say... Hey, I have to do better at my job to make the football coach better. And then if the football coach doesn't get better, we're all going to turn and look at you and say, well, you know, but what we are seeing Matt, is there is not a mass exodus of players hitting the transfer portal. So clearly these guys are not upset. Well, uh, there is, I would, there's one we'll get to that. I, well, I would say
0: like, if you have, you seen the Baylor football, like retweets recently.
1: Well, and that's what, yeah, that's what I'm going to get into here is, is we have seen, a lot of the players are tweeting out like, Hey, I'm coming back essentially. And yeah, they're, they're tagging GXG, which is the Baylor NIL collective. That tells me that there is a concerted effort for both PR, you know, from the school telling these players like, Hey, you need to tweet this out. Like we want, we need people to know what this GXG thing is. We need recruits to see this. And B it's telling me that GXG is giving the money finally.
0: (laughs) So you have like, notably it was like, of course we knew, Kegan Jenkins had already announced he was coming back because I think he was one of the first ones to get some increased NIL funds. Um and then you saw like Dawson Pendergrass, who's, you know, phenomenal freshman running back. But then you saw these other players, you know, go down the list, tweet out, even like Armani Winfield, who
1: I had heard Matt, who's our who's our who's our long snapper?
0: Oh, that would be um is it Garrison Grimes?
1: garrison grimes right right son he of he's coming son of jeff grimes who was just fired he announced he's coming back
0: <laughs> he's like i think i saw someone i don't know if that was where i saw this so i was like no nah, dad you're the problem
1: <laughs> that was me yeah that was okay me. that was
0: you okay good
1: it <laughs> was like yeah no nah, dad you were the problem i'm, I'm sticking around with my boys oh <laughs> yeah, um... that,
0: that was you so yeah but yeah to to the point i think you're you're seeing like a We've heard it, you know, like what you said, like the reports are like, hey, we're going to really invest in like NIL and like double our efforts. And then you're seeing these tweets and then Baylor football is retweeting all these tweets from players. So to kind of, like you said, put out the in the public. Yeah, this is what's happening.
1: And I'm not going to put other people's business out there, like uh, things that I've heard. I have heard. I have seen. I have heard. I have been told. Not confirmed, but I've been told that some of the some of the dollar amounts that are going out to some of these dudes are uh are serious. Yeah, like, I was
0: I was told a number for Caden Jenkins.
1: As was I. <laughs> it was like I was like, oh, that's a that is a significant chunk of change um that I heard. So yeah, like I think I, I it's it's almost like they are hitting the ground running. I have a I somewhat have a feeling, like I said, that they had already made this decision that they were going to keep Aranda before the West Virginia game. Yeah, I'm wondering I if they had made that decision in week six and they have, they've been like, it, it feels almost um, like too coordinated an effort to, to show off this level of like PR around the players Yeah, um, that it hadn't been planned. Like, I don't think they put this together in a couple of days. So, I think, I think, oh no, like, this may have been the plan all along.
0: And I, I don't know when it was or after what game, but you saw Aranda come out. It was Texas Tech. After Texas Tech, he came out and he said, Defense played well enough to win. We got to do better off and kind of like, kind of putting it on the offense and the offensive yes. staff. And then Mac Rhodes in his interview with, um, I think it was with David Smoke and those guys, he did the same thing and called out the offense. That's probably when. They decided, like, we're gonna make this change. We're gonna change yeah. the offense in the off season. It's like it will halfway to the season.
1: Our third off. Well, do we want to go to the offense real? Do our- we- yeah, I mean, we got two offensive updates that we need to talk about. Um,
0: yeah. Well, let's do I, the. But,
1: yeah, before we get to before we get to that, we got two. We got two offensive changes we need to talk about. But okay. we're keeping Aranda. We just ran through that. There's a concerted effort to 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 um, invest more in nil, and I think. Um, you know, the other part of the Aranda thing that we haven't really Tran- even touched on is program. that. Well, he's well, Aranda is going to, uh is going to be basically the, the play caller on defense next year. He's going to become more hands-on. So there's going to be so, changes yeah. like um, that that are happening. Matt College um,
0: is still defensive, he'll still be coordinator, the defensive coordinator, but Aranda is going to be, and here's how I read this and play calling. Of course, he's going to call the plays on defense. I kind of read it as he's going to be, Overseeing the defense, more involved defensive game planning, more involved in just oh, coaching I read the this defense as as He whole. is the
1: actual defensive coordinator. Yeah, exactly.
0: He's going to be the defensive coordinator, the de facto defensive coordinator with the title of head coach. Matt Palette yeah, is just I in take name this only. As, He's as a safety coach.
1: I take this as them saying, "All right, Matt, we still think you're a really good defensive coach, and we want to keep you around, and we think that you might have a great career in this someday." but you didn't have a good enough apprenticeship to learn how to be a DC. So you're going to spend a year and you're going to watch one of the best defensive coordinators that's ever done it, do the job. And then hopefully next year, you're ready to take it. That's what I think this is.
0: That's a big thing because you hear a lot of people on message boards or in discord, they talk about how bad the defense was. And it was. And they talk about how Dave Aranda didn't forget how to coach defense. That just didn't happen. He made make some poor decisions with administratively or how he's he structured how he his coaching staff went, but he can still at right now one of the best defensive coordinators in the country. Yeah, there's no doubt about that in my mind. I if, mean, I yeah, think they played better.
1: Miranda, if you fired him, he'd have a job tomorrow. If you, I think they
0: played better in West Virginia. So I don't know how big a role he had that week. Or during the game, but I think the defense played way better than we they and played I, earlier.
1: I, I still, we've talked about it all year. I mean, there was there was, except for that wheel route. problems on the defensive line. Like there was there was issues with this team. They were slow. A lot of it was personnel, but yeah, the defense yeah. wasn't called well either. But but no. those are the those are the on and off field things. There were two offensive changes that were made, though. Um, but before we go there, do you want to hear? Do you want to hear about our picks from last week, real quick? Do we want to just run through that?
0: Yeah, just run through it real quick.
1: Yeah, let me let, let's let's catch the people up, right? So we're keeping Aranda, but we did play games last week. Um Matt, we had one of the best weeks of the year you and I. We had we didn't we did not um we agreed you know, pick against anything. each other one time. We had the exact <laughs> same picks. And we went 6 and 1. All right. Only only Iowa State was able to to prove us wrong. We did get that wrong. Farmageddon, we both picked Kansas State to win. Iowa State of course won in a snowball where Iowa State just had what, that is 1000 plays of over 70 yards. That's a beautiful game. <laughs> um but we both got Oklahoma over TCU. We both got Texas over Texas Tech. We both got Central Florida over U of H, we both got Oklahoma State over BYU. We both got Kansas over Cincinnati. Rip to Kansas as their offensive coordinator just announced he's headed to Penn State. Mm-hmm. Um, as I mentioned, we got ISU versus KSU, the former getting wrong. Um, and then, of course, we both predicted West Virginia to beat Baylor. That was a heartbreak of a game. I don't think we need to discuss it. I don't either. Yeah. 2023 season is behind us. We're going to put yeah. it there. We're focused on 2024.
0: Yep absolutely
1: anyway that puts us at six and one both last week matt which takes us out of the regular season and uh, we'll still do the conference championship games and we'll do some bowl games too but um regular season big 12 play you went 64 and 42 on the year so 100 and what is that 106 games Sixty-four and forty-two, not too shabby, Matt. Not too shabby. I was I betting
0: went... money line at casinos. I'd be, I'd make
1: a good money. Yeah, you'd, yeah, you'd be up. Um, yeah. I went seventy-one and thirty-five. I will take wild. that. That's seventy-one wild. and thirty-five this year for me.
0: The thing I'm is that not... that that week zero or whatever week it was, you're like seven and zero or something. something yeah,
1: I got that. I got the early lead on you, and and I never gave it up. That's really no. yeah. It was the it was that early. It was those early couple of weeks because you beat yeah. me a few times down the stretch.
0: It's just I was just behind from the beginning. Yeah, gate you were go. just behind. That's all it was.
1: From the jump. Um, but we got we'll pick the conference championships championship games later. Um yeah. Let's uh let's dive into the offensive changes though, Matt. I'll let you pick which one do you want to talk about first? Uh
0: let's I think one informs the other. So I'm gonna let's start with the offensive coordinator.
1: Okay, so we're gonna start with the bigger news, I think. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Matt what happened today?
0: So, rather quickly, Baylor made a hire of Jake Pevadol, offensive coordinator quarterback coach from Cal is going to be the new offensive quarter co- offensive coordinator and quarterback coach at Baylor.
1: Yes, which means that our current quarterbacks coach, who is Sean Bell, will now be coaching tight ends. He'll go back. I think he's coached in that role before. But Sean Bell will now be 2020, the tight
0: end. Twenty twenty, he was the tight ends coach.
1: Yeah, there you go.
0: Yeah. So
1: yeah, um, what were your initial thoughts? There's been a lot of. Uh, so I told talk I, I about was, it. I was I was chatting with with Mark Moore at ODP earlier this week, and I said um, we're gonna we're going to hire SPAV, like, is kind of what I was saying. Like, it was just, you know, I was like, it's going to happen. And I said, uh, I said, because it, it'll, 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 it'll all feel like, um it'll feel like, like, fine, whatever of a hire. And that was like our vibes of our program right now. And that's because it's so we kind of all were after, you know, it was announced, you know, Monday, Tuesday, it was kind of like, yeah, fine, whatever. Like, sure, we have a football team. None of us were excited. Um But news and something new has a way of giving you energy, and that's that's how I am. I was, I was so meh on Spav all week when his name was around, and then when we officially did it, I just kind of like talked myself into it. Now I'm excited again.
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll make no, I'll make no bones about it. I was a fully on board if we needed a spread offense. I'm one of those guys who think, let's kind of let's switch it up, based on our personnel at the quarterback position. I think, after watching Sawyer, again the West Virginia game, I thought he played really good. I saw some of his his skill set, and he because he was 100 percent healthy earlier in the year, he wasn't, so it looked and he played like it. Um, I was like, let's find someone who kind of offense that kind of works to his strengths, which he's a spread quarterback in high school. He went to play for Mike Leach, runs air raid. And we kind of hired a, I don't know if he's an air raid guy, Spavidal. air raid adjacent for sure. And so this he's morning,
1: basically worked for everyone who's ever worked for Mike Leach.
0: Yeah. So he, he started off under someone in Houston as a GA before he went to, with Holgerson to Oklahoma state then followed him to West Virginia. And then he was the OC at Cal in his first stint with- Under who? Sonny. There you go, Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes. And then from there, he took, he went back, I think he went back to West Virginia. Sonny got fired. I'm pretty sure. That is correct. He went back to West Virginia with Holgerson again before he got the Texas State job. And I will say this. People can say what they want about the Texas State situation. Shahan Jaraja has some great insight. If you're on the ODB Discord, he kind of laid it out on there about like the situation he went into that was maybe led to believe it was different than it really was. Yeah. And that was just a disaster across from top of the administration all the way down. So, so yeah. So, yeah, he's like you said, he's kind of worked everyone who runs that air raid or worked for Mike Leach. He's kind of. Learned under them, been their offensive coordinator, enough, quarterback coach. He,
1: interestingly enough, Matt, he had the leading rusher in the Pac-12 this year.
0: Yeah, which leads me to believe, like he can d- kind of let's form our defense around what our strengths are because they they didn't have good quarterback play, but they had some good running backs and good offensive line.
1: Right. So, he's, so he didn't he didn't force some yeah. square pegs into a round hole. Which is, which is kind of what we heard had been happening lately in Waco.
0: Yes. Yes. So I think I think you could see some progress offensively under Spavadola.
1: He went from, I want to say like 95th. So Cal was, I think, 95th in scoring last year. Mm-hmm. and I think he tucked them to 40th. I want to say that 39. 39. There you go. So like the dude the dudes clearly could and you know i was i was talking to a buddy today and i said at the very least he's got everybody you'd ever want to know in offense in his phone you know he's got he's got holgerson he's got kingsbury he's Mm -hmm. got um dykes you know he's got all these dudes in his phone that he's worked with and if he's ever got a conundrum i don't know what to do with this guy i don't know what'll work here He he can pick up the phone and call these dudes and then you think about him going out on the recruiting trail. I mean, he's dropping names like Geno Smith, who if you're a kid that didn't know who Geno Smith was in college these days and saw how badass he was when he was at West Virginia. Guess what? He's suddenly tearing it up in the NFL for Seattle.
0: He's playing right now against Cowboys.
1: So uh, and then he's he also was the quarterback's coach and then offensive coordinator for a guy that a lot of people may have heard of named uh, Johnny Manziel. Um so like the dude, the dude has coached some serious, serious studs. I mean, yeah. he recruited and coached uh, Kyler Murray. So.
0: Kyle Murray, Will Greer.
1: Kyle Allen. So,
0: I mean, Colt Barber from Second Three 365, he put out a, a tweet where he had like notable um, quarterback performances under Spavadol. So like you said, Geno Smith, he threw for 4385 and 4205 the two years he was with him. Um, Johnny Manziel. Three for 41 14 his year with him Davis Webb 4295 at Cal Will Greer had 3490 and 3864 while he was at West Virginia and all of these guys threw for over 30 touchdowns so he's a good quarterbacks coach from from all the data that
1: I've seen yeah and he's a good offensive coach too yeah so I didn't I, I'm it is In in a I don't get the like
0: I mean part of me don't I don't get the like people who are like, oh this isn't a good hire or or they're not happy with it. I don't know who they thought they were gonna hire. It's probably
1: the best hire that Baylor could have made. I mean think about think about this. You've got a coach that the fan base wants gone and most everybody agrees has no leash whatsoever. Right, like Aranda, if if he starts off 0 and four next year, I mean it, the writing's basically on the wall, right? Um, so you've got a guy, so you don't you don't know what your job security is going to be like if you come here. Um, you've got a really low recruiting class, you've got the starting quarterback just transferred out, which we'll talk about in a second. Um, you've got offensive line problems. There's there's so many things that could go wrong at Baylor. It's not like this was a desirable place to land, and somehow you go out. And you poach a power five offensive coordinator like you didn't you didn't have to go get a group of five guy. You didn't have to go get a guy that's just the quarterback's coach and has never done this before. You didn't have to go find a guy that's sitting on his couch because he got fired. and He doesn't have a job right now. You went and got a guy that was gainfully employed and had a pretty significant buyout, too. So, you know, this was this was a bit of a coup. It was it's probably the best logical hire that Baylor could have made. I know a lot of people wanted Sean Lewis. That was never going to happen in our circumstances that we have. So
0: if you got a head coaching um, job, so like, you're not going to beat that.
1: Yeah. So at the end of the day, this was a solid hire. Like you got to say, like, I, I'm impressed that they pulled it off. Is kind of how I feel.
0: Yeah. And I was, you know, in the discord, server, I said, I was kind of like, well, I'm talking myself into all, And that was like at eight o'clock this morning. The tea leaves are kind of pointing that way, just based on the names that are out there. You know, and you, we kind of, we both said, I'm thinking this, and we were wrong on what we thought we was going to, who was going to get hired uh, earlier today. Um, but yeah, this hire, it kind of checks all the boxes, runs the spread, up tempo offense, has head coaching experience, so he can manage the offense and take some things off of Veranda's plate on the offensive side of the ball. So he can focus more on the defensive side and kind of, he can just run his own mini program on the offensive side of the ball.
1: Yeah, he's and um
0: he's been mentored by like you saw you talked about a bunch of successful offensive coaches.
1: Yeah, and and he he was terrible. He was oh god, he was horrendous as a head coach at Texas State. Texas State is a tough place to win. They've got they have a different president. They have a different athletic director than they did when he got hired yeah. there. So like GJ Kinney has a different level of support. But than he also than Spav did.
0: He, GJ Kinney also had to bring in like fifty players,
1: right? And you know so. I don't really judge him for that, but the dude has been pretty successful everywhere he's ever been an OC. So I'm tr- I, I'm not going to hold the Texas State stint against him. Neither. So I'm I'm going to say I am cautiously optimistic. Who's
0: the coach who's won at Texas State? But I mean, nobody before until,
1: nobody until Kenny this year. That was this is the first time Texas State's ever been to a bowl game.
0: So I mean, it's a hard job.
1: Yeah, I mean, they've only been FBS. They haven't been FBS that long. No, so uh, maybe 10 years, something like that, maybe 15. Yeah. It hasn't been very long that they've been FBS. You know, they were back when I was in, in school, they were known as one double A back in those days. Um, but I, I touched on this earlier. He's not going to have, well, I mean, I don't know, it depends on how things go, but he will not have a super experienced quarterback on the roster when he comes in. Maybe that'll change in the transfer portal, or maybe, maybe he wants to keep Sawyer around. Who knows? But um, I'm, I'm excited the,
0: for Sawyer in this offense. Yeah, I am actually. too,
1: but we'll see. We'll see what happens, you know. You never know. Um, but yeah, the other big news in the offensive side of the ball is that starting quarterback for the last two years, um, and the guy that that started the Big Twelve Championship game and won it for us, the guy that in twenty one started a road game at Kansas State and won a gutsy win there, um, started against Texas Tech at home and beat them. Um Blake Shapen uh entered his name into the transfer portal and, and will be leaving so um so we'll have a new starting quarterback next year Matt
0: Yeah he will enter on he's announced he's he plans on entering they can't officially enter till Monday um but yeah all all signs point to he's leaving I with this hire I think that kind of cements that he's leaving cuz I don't know if he's the, at air raid spread Quarterback, maybe he is. I don't, and I'm an idiot. I don't know. I just his skill set maybe lends itself to a different offense. But you know, I'm
1: hearing. I I have heard rumor that he already has a place where he's probably going to land.
0: I heard a rumor too. And
1: it, and he may. I don't know. I don't. I'd have to look up the schedule. It would be another Big Twelve school.
0: And I hope it's not. I hope he goes somewhere else out of the Big Twelve. Personally, but we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. But I have, I have
1: heard rumors he already has a landing spot.
0: So uh And Which
1: and and you know what? I I, I want to root for the guy. I I I have no animosity towards Blake Shapen. I think I was on the Absolutely not. I was in the camp uh in 2022 that was very much layoff guys. We need to give him a break. He's not as bad yeah. as you think he is. Um and then
0: I mean, he played it was, pretty it was bad. so
1: funny the turnaround coming into this year where everybody was doom and yeah. gloom about Blake Shapin. And then it turned into, oh no, Blake Shapin got hurt. Yeah. Our, our fan base is weird.
0: <laughs> yeah. I mean, he was, he played pretty poorly in 22. I don't he think, he,
1: I mean, he just didn't, I wouldn't say he played poorly. I think he just played pretty average.
0: Pretty he played pretty poor. His mechanics. I mean, now, but again, I don't know how healthy he was all that year. For all I know, he could have been hurt. I'll all tell
1: you, year. like, even, even, like, there's been a couple of things that, like, that's our friend stats of war Parker on Twitter has, has mentioned like there were times, like I think it was the Texas game last year where the offense stopped moving when they took the ball out of his hands. Yeah. But overall, but he's overall he had a gutsy career, man. Yeah, gutsy. no, he
0: gave it all this year. As bad as it was, the lone bright spot
1: was Blake Shapen.
0: He played well. Yeah, that
1: dude, that dude has no quit in him.
0: He laid it out there every single game he played, was injured, came back from injury, had got a concussion, this, you know, next to last game, couldn't play against his final game in uh, McLean and his 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 career with Baylor will end on that note.
1: Yes. And it's so, sad. Yeah. But he'll always be the guy that won the Big Twelve.
0: Always be the guy that won the Big 12. He has still, I think, has the record for ATT Stadium for most consecutive completions with 17. Well, there you go. So, there you go. Where the Cowboys play, he's the one that has the record. So, anyway.
1: But yeah, so we got, we'll have next year, new play caller on the defensive side. We'll have a new play caller and designer on the offensive side. We'll have a new guy slinging the ball as the official starting quarterback, Matt. Um, but that's all. Dave's that's kind all of been through this
0: before. Like, at, I don't know how tied in you were to LSU back around 2017, 18. But he was on that staff. Ogeron took over. Then in 2017, he brought in. Or after. He brought in um Matt Canada. That didn't go well. And he was, I think, let go halfway through the season. They promoted Steve Insminger to offensive coordinator, played better. Then in 2019, they brought in Joe Brady to kind of help with the RPO. The passing game coordinator. Passing game coordinator. And then they won the national championship. So
1: hey, let's just do that, man. Let's, let's just do, do that. that. Let's just do that. Is there an Ohio State quarterback that wants to transfer down here and win a Heisman?
0: I don't know. Their quarterbacks looked pretty. Didn't look great this year.
1: Is uh is is Armani Winfield the next Jamar Chase?
0: Well, yeah. I was speaking of like I had I fully expected him to enter the transfer portal.
1: Nah, they're gonna they're they're but then he tweeted out he tweeted out, you know. The other thing is, I don't like I, he's he's a blue chipper. So, like, there yeah. was probably a power five team out there that would have would have made him an offer in the transfer portal just off of his high school tape. But he's
0: he's also one he I think could maybe a, a
1: ton on the field to get like maybe somewhere no. that's a better program than Baylor to offer you. Maybe not. And I, I think
0: know. I mean, in this offense, you're you're going to see more receivers than we put on the field. Oh, and yeah. And I think he could probably excel in this offense.
1: Yeah, it's it's a, so a why not? Why I think Armani
0: Keytron is going to do really well. Monterey should do really well. If he, I'm not going mean, to. Never mind. I'm not going. Yeah, say don't say it. it. Don't say I'm it. we not, um, not going to be negative. I know exactly what you were going to say. <laughs> but
1: I was thinking it too.
0: But uh, he should do well. So I mean, we have pieces that could kind of like plug and play for this type of offense. Now you're going to probably lose some tight ends because we don't need that many. We don't need three tight ends on the field. So, uh, but
1: it'll be it'll be a new Baylor football in 2024. Um, but Matt, yes, we still have a month left in 2023. Today is the last day of November. People will be listening to this on the first day of December. December means Christmas. Christmas means present. Matt. Can you tell me a place, like if I was looking for like a really cool Christmas present to get somebody, where should I go?
0: Yes, Joe, I'll tell you the only place you should go if you have a college sports fan in your family is a Charlie Hustle clothing company. They have vintage inspired clothing company based out of Kansas City that specializes in collegiate and hometown apparel. Charlie Hustle wants you to be the best dressed fan this season. And this Christmas, so be sure to check out their wide selection of officially licensed collegiate apparel today and show off your school spirit all season long. With over 30 schools to choose from, they've got you covered with all your collegiate apparel needs. So shop today at charliehustle.com and make sure you use promo code 101215, which is good for 15% off all non-sale items. That's T E N, one two one five, for fifteen percent off. Non-sale items.
1: Man, you know, I'm like, I'm gonna get like, you, got you Man, I'm ah, I still haven't ordered that monogram hoodie yet, and I'm like really. I'm gonna, I might, I may be like sending it to like my mom and be like, hey, buy this for me for Christmas.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna send you some Christmas ideas and just has one thing
1: on it. Yeah. It's super easy. Just yeah. hey, I want I want this thing. I love the varsity jacket too. Like the white varsity jacket. It's just I'm that. really fat and I don't think I would look good in white.
0: They have the I'm green fat. they have the green um yeah, I know they have jacket. the green
1: one too. It's sick. I love the green. that monogram hoodie, man. I the monogram hoodie and the university seal hoodie. Mm. They one of them will be mine because it's starting to get cold and so
0: yeah, the University Seal hoodie. I absolutely love that hoodie. It's my favorite hoodie.
1: Yeah, that Seal hoodie is is nasty awesome. Ugh. Charlie Hustle. Go check them out. They've got a they've got a holiday gifting guide if you go to their homepage right now too, so. Even if you don't have a family friend that loves college sports, if you're yeah. listening to this, you do. So just yeah, give treat it to them and maybe it will inspire them to be a Baylor fan or just treat yourself. You just need something nice too. I do that like five times during Christmas season. I'm like, you Buy know, this is a something. Christmas present to me.
0: Buy yourself something nice. Go to CharlieHustle.com. I
1: bought I bought a 3D printer last week as a Christmas present to me. There you go. All right. We have a lot of Baylor stuff to talk about. Um, thank God we didn't have to talk about the three and nine team. We got to talk about an O and O team for 2024. Baylor currently undefeated for next season. Get um, but Matt, there are 2023 football games that are going to be going on this weekend. So you want to do? Let's all talk of them? about them. There are them? there are teams that allegedly get to compete to become conference champions.
0: All right, so Joe, how do you want? Do you want to do all of them or just the Power Five?
1: No, we're gonna do all of them, man. I already I got I already wrote them all down. And plus there's seven. We do seven games a week, so like it's perfect. All right. So I'll kick us off kick us with off. maybe the most exciting of them all. It's not at all. Um it's conference USA, Matt, is what we're gonna kick off with Friday, December 1st, 6 p.m. on everybody's favorite sports network, the CBS Sports Network. Everybody's got that, I'm sure. Um I, I got YouTube TV. Yeah, you got YouTube TV. You got it. If you've got like uh, you a cable, cable, you probably have don't it. have it.
0: Yeah.
1: So we've got in the conference USA championship game, New Mexico State ten and three on the year went seven and one in conference play this year. Very good. Heading. Name. uh Let's see. This is at Williams Stadium in Lynchburg, Virginia, which might, I think means Liberty's at home. I think that's where they're. I think that's their stadium. They're, I don't. Yeah, know. they're
0: in they're in Lynchburg.
1: Okay, so there you go. So Liberty's hosting the conference championship game. It's not a neutral site. Um, Liberty number 24 in the country. They are undefeated on the year. Jamie Chadwell, their head coach, hot name. Maybe we'll see him leave this year. But can he make them, uh, give them an undefeated conference championship season, Matt? They are favored by 11 points. What do you think? Does Liberty get that 13th win before they head to their bowl game?
0: Yeah, I think they do. I'm a big Chadwell guy. So, yeah, I think they're going to defeat the uh, Aggies of New Mexico State. Is that right?
1: Yes, they are. They are the Aggies.
0: So, yeah, Liberty. That's who I'm going with.
1: I'm going to agree with you. I got Liberty as well. Liberty Bibbity or whatever from the the Limu Emu commercial guy.
0: You know, everyone at Liberty, they love to watch – When people are scoring,
1: Oh, yeah. They love to watch at Liberty. Yeah. Just anything they can. Just sitting in the corner of the room watching it happen. They love it. They don't want to participate. They just want to watch. That's that's Liberty's thing. So they're great fan base for CBS Sports Network.
0: I'm so happy they're um, taking part. Okay, next. Pac-12 Championship. Uh, number five, Oregon takes on number three, Washington. Washington they already played previous this year, and Washington defeated them because to cement their undefeated record and Oregon that is their only loss on this season. Um, this, I'm trying to see where do you have this is this in is Los this Vegas? is a neutral site.
1: This yeah, it's at, Le- at, at Allegiant,
0: which is a cool stadium. I like it. I love Um, Oregon. Oregon is favored by 10th. What do you got, Joe?
1: I'm taking Washington, man. Michael Penix Jr. I voted him. He was my second place vote this year for the Maxwell Award. We got to vote. Did you did you put in your votes, by the way? I did put in my votes. Okay, I voted. I picked I because I love you, Matt, and because we're friends and he's deserving. He's good enough. I voted Jaden Daniels. Uh, the first thing. place for the Maxwell award.
0: We're both Baylor and, fans. We've seen a 10 and three, nine and three quarterback who just is ungodly skilled. Yeah. With the he's so fine. good. So I voted
1: Daniels partially because I love you. And then um, Michael Penix was, was my, my second place vote for the Maxwell award. I'm going to ride with him. Um, so I've got to, I've, I've got Washington winning this one in what would be serious playoff implications. Yeah. Um, Basically, whoever wins this game is probably getting into the playoffs. So um, this is a this is a de facto playoff game in and of itself. I've got Washington finishing off and in, and in, in getting to that thirteen and mark. So
0: I am when things like this, my team's kind of out of it. I'm just a chaos agent. So I'm gonna pick Oregon.
1: You're going to Oregon. They're All right. playing
0: really good right now. Bo Nix, who is my number three. Maxwell choice. So is, we went
1: the same route, huh? And
0: as, uh, played really good. And I think they're going to get the win.
1: All right. All right. That game on at 7 PM on ABC tomorrow ABC, night or yes. tonight. If you're listening to this, when it came out
0: Friday, whatever day, whatever you Friday to. whatever day Friday, maybe it was um, yesterday. Who knows?
1: All right. Um, you know, what? let's save the big 12 for last. We'll save okay. the big 12 for last. All right. Um, and we'll go – I'm just going to pick wild card here. I, okay. I'm, I'm going to pick the game I want to I, I want to talk about first or that I want to hear your thoughts on. Um, I'm going to go to the night game. All right, so we're going to jump. We're going to do this different. I'm going to jump around. Okay. Night game. This is 7 p.m. on Fox. It's the Big Ten title game, Matt. Number two, undefeated 12-0 and Michigan coming off of a big win against Ohio State at home last weekend. They once again to repeat of last year face off against number sixteen Iowa, who's sitting at ten and two, seven and two overall in conference. So Iowa only lost two games this year. Michigan is a twenty two point favorite. This game is play, being played in Indianapolis at Lucas Oil, where the where the Colts play. Twenty two point favorite. Michigan blew them out, ran them out of the building last year. But I saw one of the best best tweets I've ever seen. Being a diehard Tolkien fan that I am, lover of Lord of the Rings there was a, there was a meme that somebody put out. It was the, uh, no man can kill me. And then, you know, sh- you know, when rips off her helmet and says, I am no man stabs the witch King in the face. Um, and it was, uh, it was that, but it said no offense can kill me. And it was Kirk Ferens underneath the mask and it said, uh, I have no offense. So, um, it is basically a, a half of a football team that is cranked up to the max on defense and cranked all the way down on offense versus, one of the most balanced and talented teams in the country in Michigan. Matt, does Iowa have a shot at at making anybody look dumb in this one? They're no, over a three-touchdown dog. I don't think so.
0: I just don't think they can compete with Michigan.
1: So you're going with?
0: I'm going with the Wolverines.
1: You're going with the cheaters.
0: You're not cheating. You're not trying.
1: Sign stealing is the worst thing you can do in sports, man. It's like, fine. I just I just want I just want everyone every like hey, I got treated. That's all
0: between me and you, Joe. Like everyone does it. Yeah, I know. they may have been more prolific at it for sure, but everyone. it's not new.
1: <laughs> all right, Matt. You wild card. You get to pick. Wild got card. So we're do, We're going to hold Big Twelve for last. So you've got you've got. Let's see, one, two three choices left
0: all right I'm gonna go so we're not we're only doing power five no we're doing all oh got so I got, I got way more than three choices left
1: but oh okay oh, sorry I, I picked the ones that have a top 25 team in it. okay <laughs> that that's what I picked yeah sorry <laughs> All
0: right, so I'm going to go with Sunbelt Championship.
1: Sunbelt, all right.
0: Appalachian State takes on Troy. Troy is a five-and-a-half-point favorite.
1: Five-and-a-half-point favorite.
0: Yes, sir, and let me see. This is at Veterans Memorial Stadium in Troy, Alabama, so another home Championship game in the group of five or group of yeah, I guess it's still a group of five. Um what do you think, Joe? Troy is ten and two, seven and one in the sun belt, Appalachian State is eight and four, six and two in the sun belt.
1: You know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna get I'm not gonna pick every favorite in the world. I'm taking App State. I'm gonna go with Troy. You're going with Troy, all right. This might be the week you catch up to me. Who knows? All right. All right. I'm going to go. Ooh, do I want that one or do I want? Let me see. You know what? I'm going to, I'm going to go, I'm going to take Maction. I'm taking Maction, Matt. We're going to go with the Mac championship. Ford Field, Detroit, Michigan, where the Lions play this weekend on Saturday, 11 a.m. on ESPN. Miami of Ohio 10 and two overall seven and one in the Mac facing off against the Toledo Rockets who are 11 and one undefeated in conference play. Who did Toledo lose to? Let me pull this up. Toledo Rockets 11 and one. Their only loss was on the road in week one at Illinois by two points, two point, two point road loss against a power five team.
0: Man, why isn't Jason Candle getting some like job opportunities for Toledo?
1: Toledo. But
0: he's really good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, he is. So you've got Toledo favored by eight points in this one, Matt. Who you got winning? Who's going up to Detroit and taking that that match and trophy back home with him?
0: First of all, I think it's a shame this isn't in Ohio Mm -hmm. somewhere. But
1: yeah, that is kind of a shame. I mean, you got Toledo Miami of like basically Michigan. Yeah, I guess so. Uh,
0: but like I said, I think Toledo is really good. I'm a big fan of Jason Candle, so I'm gonna go with the Rockets. Toledo, is that what they're on? Are they are? The Rockets, Something Yeah, you're going like to
1: Rockets. All right, my grandfather went to Miami of Ohio, so I'm taking Miami. There we
0: go. There we go. All right. So I'm gonna do. I add this game because I think this may be the, could possibly be the most entertaining game of the group, and that is the American Athletic Championship, SMU against number 22 Tulane, in New Orleans, Louisiana, home
1: of. I already know who I'm taking in this one.
0: Tulane. Um, yeah. So tell me who
1: you got. Well, I mean, it, it tell me the deets.
0: Oh, awesome. I said, I my fault. So Tulane is. A three and a half point favorite. They are number 22, 11 and one. And they're, on the year. they're at home. eight and Yeah, this is in their stadium. 8 and 0 in the American. SMU is also 8 and 0 in the American, but they're 10 and 2 on the year. But their losses, I think, where did they play? Oklahoma and someone else. I don't care enough to look it up. Um,
1: yeah, Tulane's it. only loss was against Ole Miss, who they hung with.
0: Yes. Tulane's good. Um, of course, you know, they're top twenty five.
1: Yeah. really. Fritz is a great coach.
0: Yeah, and they're they're ponying up money to try
1: And team. and let's not forget like Tulane won the cotton bowl last year.
0: Yeah, they beat USC.
1: <laughs> yeah. So like, yeah. Uh, but I'll tell you who I'm taking, Matt. I'm taking Tulane. I agree. I'm not gonna not betting against We're not we're not breaking this one. Yeah.
0: I would I'm I'm a big Fritz fan. He's a very good coach. Everywhere he's won everywhere he's been. So
1: all right, you're taking that one, which means do I go? Do I? There's one power five, or there's one group of five left? Because there's ten games, and we've done one. Is one, two, three, four, five, six? Yeah, there's only one group of five left. Do we want? Do I want to take? And we're not going to do. Okay, you know what? I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave the group of five game for you. Cause I think you're going to have more fun with it. I'll take the sec. Okay. And I'm going to go Georgia, Alabama three o'clock on CBS in Atlanta, Georgia at Mercedes Benz stadium. As it has been the last few years, the sec title game, Georgia is a five and a half point favorite. They're undefeated. I don't remember the last time they lost a game um, against Alabama. Who's undefeated in conference play this, this year off of a miracle win in the iron bowl was and it in,
0: fourth and 31
1: fourth and 35 i want 35. to say or something like that yeah, yeah. And, and, well it was fourth and goal like that's from, the other yeah, thing it's yeah. like it was fourth and goal from like the 35, like the 35. And, Okay, and they, and they and they and they win the game so it's just like oh uh, they they shouldn't they shouldn't be eight no in the sec they should probably be a 10-2 team they've also lost to texas um But if they beat Georgia, you have to like, you probably guess that they make the playoff. Like this is another major playoff implication game. Georgia, though, a five and a half point favorite. Matt, does Alabama have the chance to derail Georgia's recent perfection?
0: I mean, I want to see a bunch of one loss teams vying for four spots for the last year of the four team playoff. But I just think Georgia's too good. And like I said, I've watched Alabama all year. And they're they're they win games, but not the way Georgia wins games.
1: Yeah, they're they're not this like yeah. I don't think Georgia's even as good as Georgia has been. But they're but Bama's not. Bama is Bama's an elite football team. I don't want to act like they're not good, but they're not what we've come to expect from Bama over the last decade. They're not that level, you know. No. Um, so yeah, I'm going with Georgia. I'm taking Georgia as well. I'm going to take Georgia to win. Okay. All right, Matthew.
0: I'll take the final group of five matchup.
1: I thought you would.
0: Boise State takes on UNLV also in Allegiant Stadium in Las Vegas. Uh, Boise State is seven and five, six and two in the Mountain West. UNLV is nine and three, six and two in the Mountain West. Um, Boise is a two and a half point favorite. And they fired their coach like midseason. Yeah. But the, the intro has got them cooking. Um They are
1: they're rocking and rolling. Yeah, they started off they started off 2 and 3 and then I mean on they started off 3 and 4, really. Yeah. I mean, God, well yeah, they they oh, man, they really haven't been that great this year. I keep looking for like when they went on a win streak. They won 3 I mean, games in a row. They but. They lost. They they lost. They lost big on the road to Washington to start the year. They lost
0: to UCF, a team Baylor
1: beat. Yeah, but UCF again, a bit of a snake bit team.
0: They lost by three points to Memphis on the road.
1: They lost by one point on the road to Colorado State. One point on the
0: road to Colorado State.
1: Uh, one. They lost by a touchdown on the road to Fresno. So they're they're not good away from home. Except for they blew. They did blow the doors off of Utah State on the road, but
0: but they also they're losing close. They're not getting. I mean, except for. Washington, they're not getting blown out in their losses. Those are these are close games, one score. Yeah, on it is. Games.
1: It's just interesting that they are the favorite over a nine and three UNLV team. I
0: think they're coming off of this like the last three games. I think probably since the, since they fired their coach after they they shouldn't have lost to Fresno State. Um, you're talking about 42-14 against New Mexico, forty five to ten against Utah State, and then um, Air, Air Force, who was, I think was undefeated at the this point. They beat them 19.
1: So UNLV beat an SEC team this year. Which SEC team? You don't. That doesn't matter. <laughs> it's an. It's a team that is a member of the Southeastern Conference. Uh, they get the same amount of money from the conference that Bama does.
0: Yeah, I mean, they played Michigan. They got blown out by Michigan.
1: They, uh, did, they, did, did, they, they, they held Michigan to thirty-five points. And then they beat Vandy. They beat an SEC team by 3 points. A wins a win, Matthew. <laughs>
0: then they barely beat, no I wouldn't say barely. But they they Utah scored 28 on them. um I don't know. Yeah, but did, it looks
1: like UNLV's got some offense. I don't know. Yeah, much I don't about. know how good their defense is. They're they're giving up points. <laughs> anyway, who are you taking? You taking Boise or are you taking are you taking uh, the I running? am going to take taking, um UNLV? the Murder
0: Smurfs. I'm taking Boise.
1: Taking Boise. All right, let's keep it just keep it spicy. I'm taking you and LV.
0: Right. That's fair. All right,
1: we're doing the Big 12 game last. So we only teams. have there's only one game for me to pick. Yep. We're going to the Coast to Coast Conference soon to be Coast to Coast Conference. So now, Coast to Coast Conference. now known as the ACC. We've got another playoff implication game, Matt. This one's at Bank of America Stadium in Charlotte, where the Panthers play 7 p.m. on ABC primetime. Louisville, 10-2 overall, 7-1 and in conference play, will face off against Florida State, who is undefeated on the season. Mike Norvell was, was on the hot seat last year. I think they were kind of in the same situation that Baylor was, just not as bad, but uh fan base wise really wanting to see a different direction for their head coach and they stuck with Norvell now they're sitting here undefeated and one win away from the playoff essentially Florida State though only a one and a half point favorite in this game Matt who you taking
0: so Florida State's missing their starting quarterback Jordan Travis who's out for the remainder of everything um so that's that's what's probably leading to this. I'm actually going to go with Louisville. Yeah, I'm going to Louisville.
1: All right. For the sake of the game, I'm going to go with Florida State. I think they got. I think they got more. That Jordan Travis is a huge loss, but yeah, I think they're. I think they're a talented squad. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna go Florida State. I'll, I'll take them. All right, Matt. Take us home to the Big Twelve and the Battle uh, of the Orange.
0: 11 a.m. on ABC in Arlington, Texas. Oklahoma State, who I've been banging their drum all year long. Uh, nine and three on the year, seven and two in the Big 12, number 18 in the country, takes on number seven, University of Texas, who is 11 and one, eight and one in the Big 12. Uh, Texas is a 15 and a half point favorite. What do you got, Joe?
1: Matt. Fuck Texas. I'm taking Oklahoma State. No way Oklahoma State wins
0: this game. Um, Texas wins.
1: It's impossible for one. Texas to lose this game.
0: So there's no way. Texas wins. 12-1. Somehow makes the playoff. Somehow wins a national championship before they go to the SEC. It's wild.
1: So you're taking Texas? Yeah, I'm taking Texas. All right. Although
0: full, uh, Oklahoma State has the, the best running back in the country, no doubt about it.
1: They do indeed.
0: So, but they I do voted have, him as an All American. I uh, did as well. Can you believe but, they give us votes for these things? Uh, I can't believe they uh, do like anything.
1: I, I I legitimately voted for the Groza Award this year. Yeah, <laughs> and for the Bednarik and for and, the Maxwell.
0: I know. So, uh, so yeah. Now, Oklahoma State is—is is it Allen Bowman their starting quarterback? Yes. He has ten touchdowns and eleven interceptions, which isn't great. But yeah, but Ollie Gordon they have the best running back in the country. Touchdowns
1: on the ground. <laughs> yes. Yes, I know. So, so yeah. And believe it or not, Bowman still has the most passing yards so of any quarterback in the game.
0: Let, we kind of did our. I guess we did like a preseason. I think we did a preseason. Um my my brain froze. Playoff picks. That's where I was going with that. Um, what is oh, yeah. uh who do you think out of the if everything goes the way you think or I think it's gonna go, who are your playoff picks? Who's okay. the four what are the four teams? Selection Sunday.
1: Oh man, based off of pick? what we just did, let me see. Um so for me, I have Washington winning, so Washington would be in. Let me put my name over this. Um, I have OSU winning, so Texas would be out. I have Georgia winning, so they'd be in. I have Michigan winning, so they'd be in. And I have Florida State winning, so they'd be in. So my as of today, based off of my picks, my playoff teams would be and I, I hear, I'll give you the order I'd have them in. I'd have Georgia 1, Michigan 2, Washington 3, Florida State 4. That's my playoffs for my playoff prediction.
0: So, based on my picks, I'm going to have Georgia and Michigan.
1: Yep. You have Georgia, you'll have Michigan, and then... Oregon took, and
0: Texas. Oregon and Texas.
1: Oregon and Texas.
0: Because I say Florida State gets knocked off with a loss in Louisville.
1: You did. So yeah, you'd have. Yep, you know, you'd have Oregon and Texas. Is and that the like, order Do you want Texas three or do you want Oregon three?
0: I would say Oregon three, Texas four. Oregon. Georgia, Michigan. One,
1: two, 3. Four. Oh, yeah. I know you've got Georgia one. Yeah. All right. Now I just want to. Yeah, actually, we'll wait till we'll wait till the playoff playoff picks come through and we'll bring up next week. I, I'll make sure I, I think I wrote it down to start the year who are um who are preseason. Oh, I don't remember. So, yeah, I hope you wrote it down because <laughs> I have I'm to go. Back. Have to go back and I did. Let me see.
0: Only I remember. I remember my husband winner. I remember that pick.
1: OK. Oh, yeah, I've got them. I've got I've got our Heisman picks. I've i remember got our conference champion oh, picks. I remember I've got one, our playoff predictions. I remember oh, one buddy! I, I remember one I picked. Oh man! What?
0: <laughs> I just remember one team I picked that, not even in championship game. I don't remember the rest of them. I remember Penn State is the only one I remember for sure. I was like, I was. I'm putting,
1: looking at our conference championship picks right now. Um, we only have we did the, we just did the Power Five to start the year. We only have you only have one team playing in their conference championship game that you predicted, and I only so, have two.
0: Was it was it Texas? It was my um, only one. All
1: right, so yeah, I'll, I'll I'll go through the conference champions. I'll yeah, save the who playoffs pick? for next week. Yeah, who do so we pick? you pre- you picked USC to win the Pac-12? Okay. You picked LSU to win the SEC. You picked Clemson to win the ACC. You picked Penn State to win the Big Ten, Mm -hmm. and you picked Texas to win the Big Twelve.
0: All right, so I got one. I
1: knew that was you got one. I picked. I picked Oregon State to win the Pac twelve.
0: Not a bad. I picked.
1: I picked Georgia to win the SEC. I picked Clemson to win the ACC. Okay. I picked Ohio state to win the big 10. I was close on that one. At least you're close. Um, And I picked Texas to win the big 12. All right.
0: So we got two.
1: So I can get two, right?
0: You guys can get two right based on your preseason predictions. Yes. And I got one. So.
1: All right. Those were picks, Matt. You ever thought about making your own picks outside of the podcast? Please tell me if you want to, you can check out one of our awesome ten twelve sponsors as always prize picks the best legal way to play daily fantasy on player props in states like California, Florida, Georgia, and of course the great state of Texas and many more across the country. Price picks is daily fantasy made easy. All you have to do is select two to five players in an over under on a projected stat line, and you can win up to 10 times on any entry. It's fast, easy, and entries can be made in 60 seconds or less. And they offer any, almost any sport that you can imagine, right? They got NFL going on, college football. You got college basketball going on right now plus tons of others. If you want to go check them out, just go look. If you use promo code BEAR12, that's B-E-A-R-1-2, you get an instant 100% deposit match of up to $100 for new subscribers. That's right. Promo code BEAR12, and you can instantly get a full $100 match on your first deposit. Go check it out. It's free money, $100. Prize picks is available online, and you can find them in the App Store on Google Play. We make our picks. You can go make your picks Again, promo code bear twelve. Go check them out, and thank you again to Prize Picks.
0: Yes, thank you, Prize Picks. So, Joe, are you? You know, football season's wrapping up. I will say, basketball season's kicking up. And speaking of basketball season, Lady Bears notched their sixth win, six and zero in the season. They beat SMU eighty five to like sixty one. Right, right now, yeah. So. They're chugging along
1: in at SMU. At SMU, yeah. yeah.
0: Big is a good win. Beat them handily. Other than basketball, anything else you're watching?
1: Uh, no, mostly basketball, man. Um, it was big wins for for the men's team, too. I think since we last talked because they got, uh,
0: yeah, they beat, um, Florida in the championship of Florida,
1: and then they just destroyed, um, Oh, who was that? That was Nick state. Oh, yeah. 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 We had already talked about Oregon state. I think yeah. Had already so played we last
0: night or was it last night or Tuesday night? One of Tuesday they, night this week.
1: They <laughs> at, some uh, point,
0: at some point this week.
1: Finally dropped 100 after flirting with it a couple because uh, they'd scored yeah, 99 just, against Kansas City. They scored 95 against Florida. Yeah, just, I um, mean,
0: I saw a ride up today and the way those freshmen are playing, you know, man, by March. Baylor's lethal. Yeah, Baylor's gonna be lethal. They
1: can get some defense figured out because that's that's yeah. the thing is like their defense not not the most elite, but their offense is otherworldly. Right now, ESPN today they have they have Jacoby Walter projected as the number four overall pick. And they have Eve Meese going number thirty. So I mean, you're talking about a top five pick that's on the floor right now for us. That's right now. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and there's there was even a sentence in the article that said like. Jacoby Walter is is showing scouts that, you know, he should be in the conversation for the number one pick. So um, that dude is so – he's so good.
0: Anyway. Yeah, right now, uh, Ken Palm has Baylor six. And yeah. Number, number six.
1: With the number one offense, I believe.
0: number uh, Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I think you're right. So pretty good. I think they're number – Good. They're number two got two SEC though.
1: wins and a Pac-12 win already yeah you've got Northwestern State coming up this Saturday and then you've got um the Big 12 Big East battle um against Seton Hall um on the 5th next week then comes like the super fun games right you've got Michigan and Duke back to back at both the neutral sites ones in Detroit the others at Madison Square Garden in New York City so really fun basketball coming up. You got Seton Hall, Michigan State, Duke all back to back. That's going to be yeah. a fun run.
0: So, so
1: this Western State games kind of like the the last get me right game before the yeah. conflict of the non-con schedule.
0: So he has Baylor is number 2 offense at 122.4. Uh Alabama's number 1 at 122.7. Oh man, so, that's so far. Off. Right there. But Baylor, like you're talking about, they have number fifty-five defense.
1: Yeah, we can get better. We can get better. Yeah, there's there's room for improvement, and I can see it on the defense. But Matt, to your question that you asked that led down this rabbit hole, um, the answer to what have I been watching besides basketball Bes- is or really besides
0: like, sports? Any uh,
1: really nothing. I had I had people. So last week we had Thanksgiving. We you and I recorded on um. Day after, I think, maybe the day after Thanksgiving. Yeah. And right after we got done recording, I went and picked up some friends who came and stayed with me until Tuesday. And so I was hanging out with friends. We weren't we didn't really watch any TV. Um and then uh they just left Tuesday night. And then yesterday I was just I was beat. So I went to bed early. So yeah, I have I have watched nothing besides sports.
0: I don't think I've watched anything either. I mean, since we've talked last. So, yeah, so I haven't watched anything. One thing I probably won't be watching is the movie Salt Burn.
1: I don't know what that is.
0: Okay. I've just heard things, and it's it's like real cinema. It's just not my cup of tea. You know? But, uh, yeah, so there's not a lot of movies out right now that I'd rush to go see. I do want to see The Iron Claw when it comes out. But that's later on this month. I'll probably start watching Christmas movies. I think December first is tomorrow. So, but I don't think there's a lot of like new TV or things like that. Maybe I'll catch up on things that I missed during the year.
1: I will have a Nightmare Before Christmas and Gremlins watch coming soon, both. So,
0: so I like to throw in like a Die Hard in there.
1: Die Hard solid.
0: Die Hard solid, solid Christmas film. Um
1: maybe my favorite thing about die hard on. is how pissed off people get when you call it a christmas movie.
0: How could
1: Okay so I'm so I'm passionate
0: fun. I'm passionate about this on the opposite side. I know. Like it's absolutely a, one of the main plot points is he's going for a christmas party. How is it not a christmas movie?
1: He even says ho ho ho.
0: Yeah. The credits roll to christmas music. Anyway,
1: yeah, we'll, we'll we'll get a watch of that in there, man. I get, I I told you, I get, I get two weeks off. Yeah, at the end of the year, I've got to make it eleven more working days, and then I've got like twelve or no, I've got 30 If I make it eleven more working days, I get thirteen straight working days off.
0: So a Christmas movie, I I'm a big like Family Stone guy. Have you seen the Family Stone?
1: I'm not gonna watch the Family Stone. It's such a good movie.
0: I, we watch it every year, the whole family. It's so good. I love it so much. It used to be Love Actually guy. I still like Love Actually.
1: going may be so bad,
0: but I haven't watched it in years.
1: Yeah, I'm not. But I'm no, not. Family
0: Family Stone. That's where it's at.
1: I I I am a fan of like like pure. So like growing up. A Christmas Story was on way too much during yeah. Christmas season, so I don't I really watch it ever. I agree. Um, Christmas the, comedies, you know, the claymation movies. I will leave them on because Teddy sometimes will watch them now that they've been like kind of popping on TV. They're horrible. um, but they're weird, and they're I don't. Weird. I don't enjoy them. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think of like a legitimate Because like I know Gremlins and Nightmare Before Christmas Like those are non-traditional Christmas You movies. watch
0: those claymation ones And as an adult and you realize Like oh They were on drugs making this
1: <laughs> Has to be
0: That's the only way you can explain it is like They're all doing illicit drugs
1: I'm trying to think of like A legitimate Christmas movie that I'm like Because like and I'm going to get skewered for this I know it I know I will I don't like Elf um, it's fine, but like I just don't.
0: Hey, man! If it wasn't for Elf, you wouldn't have the MCU. So, oh, all right, that's what John Favreau. The or you wouldn't have Mandalorian.
1: Yeah, so,
0: but I'm the same way. I'm like, it's fine. I'm not a big like, it's the greatest Christmas comedy. You
1: movie. know what? I love, I love, um, I love the the Muppet Christmas Story. I like the Muppet stuff.
0: You know, I like the. <laughs> this is gonna be, I the Jim Carrey um Christmas Carol. Yeah, uh, uh, oh,
1: I thought you were gonna say the Grinch. I'm. I okay, no, no I, da- I get down with the Grinch.
0: The Grinch, but also like he did that Christmas Carol, where he, he yeah, where he plays Scrooge, multiple yeah. parts. Yeah, he plays. I like a Muppet but,
1: Christmas yeah. Carol the most. I love a Muppet Christmas Carol.
0: I don't know, man. I really am digging. Also, like the Mickey Mouse Christmas Carol.
1: But yeah, a, I, I'll get down with the animated Grinch and with the Jim Carrey Grinch.
0: Home Alone, Big Home Alone Guy.
1: See, I loved it as a kid, not as much as an adult. Big Home Alone Guy.
0: Um, but that's what I try to hit. Like, I'm not a big like because they have a lot of these like TV made for TV, hallmarkish Christmas movies. I don't do those. But I'll I'll hit up like the Santa Claus. It's on like Disney Plus. I don't watch the new stuff that they came out with, but the old ones.
1: There was there have been some good ones that there was a point a few years ago where we were staying at some a a family member's house and it was Christmas. I think it was Christmas Day because I remember we we ate dinner, quote unquote dinner, at like three or four o'clock. It was like one of those. And at seven or eight, everybody was like, let's sit down and watch a Christmas movie. And I can it was a Kurt Russell was playing Santa Claus. I think it was like some kind of like Netflix. I
0: was, that's that's a good one. The Christmas Chronicles. Was, I, I was about to mention I, that
1: I, I hated it. And my kids
0: liked it and it was entertaining. I was fine with it.
1: Well, I think part of the problem for me was I was starving because it was like oh. I, I didn't have dinner, I had late lunch. And so like halfway through this movie, all I could think about was like, I really want to go eat. <laughs> like I really wish there was food around. And like it's not my house, you know? Yeah. And so I couldn't I couldn't really like do anything. And I'm just like, I just I want to be anywhere, but not Yeah. Anything.
0: I mean, that's the beauty of streaming. Like you can always find a like a classic Christmas movie to just play. You're not even watching it, it's just on it's like background noise. Whether it's home alone or whatever. But, like, having kids my age, like, now, they'll be like, hey, I want to watch Home Alone. It's Christmas time. I want to watch it. So then we put it on. Because I made them watch it when they were much younger.
1: <laughs>
0: but now it's part of their, like, whole Christmas, like, season. It's like, we, we have to watched do you Home Alone you watch yet.
1: Gremlins on Christmas? I. If you're a big diehard as a Christmas movie guy, I feel like you no, be a big diehard No, absolutely. Is a Christmas Gremlins movie. is a Christmas movie.
0: There's no doubt about it. He's a. Christmas present first and foremost he buys Mowgli for his son for Christmas so yes it's a Christmas movie um I think I'm gonna do that this year I haven't I've been kind of worried because I didn't know if it was too maybe scary for the my dad when they were younger
1: real young like real young and I think that's why it's so funny like and why I it's so it funny and too. endearing to me now is I wasn't old enough to be scared of it yet. I mean,
0: I was a child.
1: When it came. Yeah, it was like yeah, that I was back in the it era came when out. like you when kids watched stuff like
0: that. Yeah, so like I'll probably that'll probably be added to the list. Like we've watched it. I don't know if we've ever watched it at Christmas. But we've watched it. Um so yeah, but it definitely is a Christmas movie. No doubt.
1: Do you know who wrote it? No. It was written by Chris Columbus.
0: Who directed Home Alone.
1: And like half of the Harry Potter movies. Really? Yeah.
0: There you go. Also, I'm glad you brought the Harry Potter movies. I watched those at Christmas. For some reason, I associate Harry Potter with Christmas time. I don't know why.
1: Oh yeah! Oh, I will. We will one hundred percent. It's because there's always like a Christmas. Because it's the whole year, and there's a Christmas. Yeah, and like Christmas, like the winter is the is like the the midpoint in the movies where like the conflict really starts occurring is always around Christmas. But it's not only that; it's that some channel, whether it's TBS, a a couple years ago it was E, because I remember I recorded them all, and I like I would I went back and watched them, and I just had all these like E commercials, but. It was E one year, bought the rights to it, but somebody will always buy, buy the rights to it and like just play it nonstop. During that
0: whole meteorites for those movies is wild because it just rotates. It's like a temporary rights. I think it's on HBO Max. I'm not sure if it's permanently on there, though.
1: So the guy who, by the way, the guy who wrote or who directed um, Gremlins is the same guy that directed uh, Twilight Zone, the movie, The Burbs, Ugh. And small soldiers, if you remember that epic I, movie, just classics all around. Small soldiers, Christmas movie, yeah. Aren't they Christmas gifts? Isn't that like a pretty sure?
0: Anymore? I'm pretty sure it's the Christmas time.
1: And you know what? I, I I just thought, speaking of toys, it made me think that you know what? That one of the best, most underrated Christmas movies there is that I need to I need to probably put in the rotation this year make sure i i have okay starring arnold schwarzenegger and sinbad Jingle all the way jingle all the way
0: they're going for a toy
1: and they're like having turbo man yeah Not, not any toy i just named two movies that have phil hartman in it and that makes me miss phil hartman Let's see. I'm looking up small soldiers to see when it came out. Like, okay, it was a July release. I was hoping it was going to be like a.
0: Yeah, I'm reading the like synopsis. I don't think it's Christmas time.
1: Yeah, I don't. I, I don't think it's so small. But soldiers, this move stars Christ- Christmas
0: movie stars Kirsten Dunst and yeah. Phil Hartman. And Dennis O'Leary, and G Moore, and Tommy
1: Lee Jones, of course. Tommy Lee Jones, of course. Who's the voice of of like the good guy in Small Soldiers? The
0: good was there a good soldier? No, the,
1: like the the other like you know, there's the. Uh... The toys that they're all trying to kill. I don't know. So that was that was anyway. We're, we're on the small soldiers right now. That was I haven't thought about this movie in so long. Neither
0: have I. Okay, so the Gorgonites, you mean? Were those a good yes, one? Yes.
1: The Gorgonites.
0: So you had Franklin was the I guess the main one, Archer.
1: Ah, yeah. So that was uh,
0: yeah. Then Christopher Guest, Michael McKee. So basically, basically Spinal Tap. Christopher Guest, Michael McKean, and Harry Shearer were all yeah. voices of those characters. And then Jim Cummings. So like basically, Christina Spinal Tap. Ricci does a
1: voice in this. Yeah. So Spinal Michael Tap. Michael McKeon. Er- Ernest Borgnine is in this movie. Jim Brown. Jim Brown's in this movie. <laughs> Bruce Dern. Man, there's like everybody was in Small Soldiers. Go watch Small Soldiers, yeah. Go watch 1998 action comedy, Small Soldiers. David Cross was it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, that's Uh, a a hell of a cast. Okay, it's not a Christmas movie, but maybe I'm gonna go watch Small Soldiers. That's
0: that's a deep cut, Joe. Small Soldiers,
1: yeah. (laughs) I don't know, I forgot. Oh, Oh, yeah, Joe Dante. Director of Gremlins got us there. So that's that. There you go.
0: Shout out Joe Dante. All right. I think that's all I got.
1: That's all we got. I think we're good. Matt, where can the people find you?
0: You Find me on Twitter at Matt underscore Workman. You can find the podcast at the Pod and
1: com. You can find me on Twitter at The underscore Joe underscore Goodman. And you can also find me on Our Daily Bears. A couple articles up this past week so go I check don't us think out there
0: we need to talk a little bit more about joe dante's prolific career
1: joe dante's prolific career so like, what else directed, are you seeing that i didn't notice
0: I'm, I'm looking at his wikipedia right now he directed piranha
1: oh yeah he yeah he did direct Howling
0: piranha. inner space small soldiers looney tunes back in action come on
1: yeah the dude the dude has a uh, a hell of a career
0: yeah. Joe Dante, shut up. Props to you my man.
1: And something called Amazon Women on the Moon.
0: He has a type of movie he directs. Gremlins, we already talked about that. The you, you, we mentioned the Burbs, Gremlins 2. And then uh he kind of like wrapped it up in 2018.
1: <laughs> so, Is he still alive? Oh, he is tall. We need to, okay, get Joe Dante on the pod. Get hey, Joe let's, Dante. Let's work. I'm going to yeah, reach let's...
0: out to his people. And um, yeah.
1: he's not doing anything. It, it, Renfeldproductions.com is his website. So,
0: yeah. Yeah, he didn't do anything. He did not worked his <laughs> right, team
1: It's officially basketball season. Okay. All right. As always, it, Joe. Sick and bears. Sick and bears. Sports Social Podcast Network.